Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I am Justin Oswald, the Executive Pastor of TC. Back again with me today is our lead pastor, Brad Livingston. What's up guys? Good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. And we've said it many times before, we'll say it again, not just another week here at Transformation Church. It wasn't. Uh, it was a... We really mean it this time. We really, <laughs> we really mean it this time. It was a big week at TC, our very first Sunday, officially in our new campus um, with in-person services on Sunday morning. So it was. It was a big day. Big day. Our brand new home. Yeah. and it, I mean, it was awesome. That's why we didn't have a podcast last week. Yeah, yeah. Last week, we, uh, you know, we took... Had- had a little bit to do. Had a few things going on. Had to get the building ready, uh, you know, deep clean, all that stuff. It was it was a busy week. Matter of fact, a uh, couple of the podcasts we're on didn't get a post because um, we didn't get to f- record last week. So you guys aren't the only ones. Don't feel left out. Um, there's a couple of podcasts we had to just say, you know what, guys, we love you, but we need to take a week <laughs> off because uh, we really got to get this thing done. Priorities, right? It's so, where, so. where our bread is buttered. That's <laughs> I don't know what that means. But. I don't know why I didn't like that when you said it. <laughs> it's, our, it's our bread. It's our bread and our butter. Our bread and butter. Oh, well, I don't. That's where our bread. Our bread butter. gets butter. I, I, I made was, up a saying. I was bamboozled by that. I statement. made up a saying. So. I guess I don't. <laughs> uh, so yeah, man. We uh, you know we're still in the facts and feelings series. Um, we decided to roll this out eight weeks, and so we are. Uh, this past Sunday was week five. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's been going really good. Been getting great feedback on it. Um, you know, even the feedback we've been getting from some people, it's like, it's. I'm glad you're doing this series. I really needed it. I don't like it, but I needed it. Type of thing. It's just like working out. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I don't like it because uh, it hurts, and you know, it's personal reflection. It makes me kind of look deeper at what? you know whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's how <laughs> supposed to be. I guess. I, I, I mean, you know. yeah. If preaching doesn't challenge you. Find some different ones, I guess, you know. I, I suppose, yeah. And while we're there, I just think that it's important that people understand that, um, you know, I was talking with someone the other day, and we were we were just kind of, we were hashing our way through some different ideologies that we disagree on, you know, some just different things, whatever. What they were is irrelevant for this part of the conversation. But... They were just saying, you know, I really, sometimes I get annoyed, not annoyed. They said annoyed, but I knew what they were trying to say. Sometimes I just get frustrated because it's like, I feel like certain things are, I feel like I'm challenged on certain things in the church that I don't know if I should be challenged on the church and blah, blah, blah. So we were talking about, it. I was like, well, the gospel speaks to social things too. Like the gospel think, speaks to the, the way we should treat each other, the way we should act the way you know what i mean so it's like we don't we don't uh we don't modify our behavior so that we can be saved but when the lord you know transforms our heart it should modify our behavior it should modify our thought patterns it should modify you know those things should change again not to be saved but because we are right like when we when we give our life to jesus and we say right now i'm yours that means that it's no longer i that live but christ that lives in me right galatians 220 i believe so um and so it's one of the things where it's like, man, we really, we have to surrender that. And you know, no, it's not a, a joyful process sometimes. Sometimes it's a painful one. 
you know, but the reality is, um, the preaching of the word should challenge you. Like when I read the Bible, it challenges me constantly. You know, it's like, man, I, I need to love my neighbors better. I need to, yeah. you know, like we were joking yesterday, you know what I mean? Uh, when we were at lunch, when I was telling you the story about, uh, this past weekend where I just kind of, so a few things oh. didn't land right for me. I, I, we're at an event and I just kind of had to go into my own little world. And it's like, you know what? Like a better version of me probably should have been able to roll with that a little bit better. You know what I mean? So I'm just not, yeah. I hadn't arrived. I'm not there yet. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but it's like, no, it, no, it is yeah, no you're right. I mean, you're not supposed to, you don't read the Bible or, and love everything it says. Sure. You know, and if yeah. you do, I, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, right, right. The, it, it's supposed to like, okay, these are things that have to work. These are, should, this is where I'm not here yet, right. you know? Yeah. It, um, it should challenge us. It should, it should challenge us. And that challenge should continue to help change us. Um, if you got saved and nothing in you changed, you didn't get saved. Right. You just found religion. It's a process. Yeah. If you, if you're going to church and you're and you either if you're going to church and everything that's preached you're comfortable with you need to find new preaching uh if you go to church and you don't it doesn't challenge you you need to find somewhere else like so the gospel and the bible constantly pushes back on our flesh that says we want things our way yeah um and so if you're having that done to you whoever whoever you may be or in us included if the bible and the preaching you're listening to is challenging you to grow and to change that's exactly what it should feel like. You know what I mean? It should feel like a working out type of environment for your spirit where <clears throat> you may not love it all the time, but growth uh, requires resistance, you know, and you have to be pushed back. You know, iron sharpens iron, what the Bible says. That's not a cuddling or coddling process. You know, they're sparks. It's painful, right? And so when, when we're being sharpened, that's there are sparks. I know? think of the blade on that wheel. Like yeah, where yeah, shot. Yeah. <laughs> that's what yeah, I think right. of like, eh, sparks, sparks yeah, everywhere, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, that's, um, so yeah. What is that? Proverbs twenty seven seventeen, I think. I think something like that. Yeah. Pretty yeah. sure. So yeah, it's all, all, all that to say is, you know, um, uh, I, I'm grateful to be part of a church where, you know, the vast majority, um, embrace this idea that, you know what, I want to be more like Jesus. And sometimes that requires all it always, not sometimes it always requires that, uh, it be less of me so that I can be more like him. Uh, you don't get to stay just like you and be more like him. If you're going to be more like him and inevitably it requires it to be less of us, myself included, I fall into that category. So. I saw this morning on my time hop. Do you do time hop? I don't, but I see everyone else's, you know, yeah. I, I I do the Facebook memories. I see that stuff. Yeah, but I like time up because you connect like your Twitter and so you could connect sure. everything to it. You know, whatever. Um, sometimes it's right. stupid, but anyways, this morning time hop was something I put years ago, but it's relevant to to the conversation. I didn't even realize, you know, the conversation was going to go there. But it's like sure. I said something along the lines of without looking it up, it was like along the lines of you know surrendering your your life to to Jesus is a once in a lifetime commitment surrendering your will to him is a daily recommitment. You know, mm, it's like there's yeah. something along the, along those lines. Like every yep. day it's like you got to, you got to get, it's not about me. It's, you know, sure. not my way and all these things. It's yeah. like you got to do that every day. Well, yeah. And, you know, it's really interesting. It, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, last, 
last night was year two pipeline students. So those that have come back for their second yeah. year was their night, first class. Night one of year two. Right? Night one of year two. Yeah, yeah. correct. And, um, you know, we really started getting into the Holy Spirit. We started, that, it's the out of the gate, Holy Spirit's the first thing we really start dealing with uh, for those year two. And, you know, because the year two of the pipeline, year one of the pipeline is the gospel theology and understanding who we are, understanding who God is. That's all of what year one is. Year two is about the Holy Spirit and building leaders that will last in ministry. Right. That's the goal of year two. So, of course, like, what do you, who do you need more than anything if you're going to last in ministry? The Holy Spirit, right? <laughs> so we're spending seven weeks talking about the Holy Spirit. Um, and last night, you know, uh, many of them have been saved for decades, you know, um, and I'm, I, I was guilty of this too when I first started really, really learning, studying, and understanding the Holy Spirit. Um, is that you know, uh, one, the Holy Spirit is a person. He's a third part of the Trinity. He's a person. He exists. He is with us. He is currently with us. Right. And if it it should be this this sanctification right. process where we're being transformed into who God is trying to make us, it means the Holy Spirit is active. He, he is walking with us. He is active in our life. He is manifesting. He is working. Um, you know, he is the hands of the Trinity, if you will. So he's he's the one going to work uh, in our lives. And, you know, when we get saved, we have access. You know, we have the Holy Spirit with us. And and what they were what we were talking about last night is how sometimes we don't understand, we take for granted or we miss out on the fact uh, that the Holy Spirit is constantly with us, trying to lead us, trying to guide us, trying to instruct us. And, you know, if you if you got saved, if you love Jesus, if Jesus is the Lord of your life, then the Holy Spirit is your captain. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, and far too many people have a, a God encounter. But if the Holy Spirit isn't the captain of your life, then I question whether or not you ever yeah. laid it down and pick up your cross and follow Jesus. You may have liked the idea of forgiveness, and you you may have prayed something, but you if your life doesn't represent one that is surrendered to the Holy Spirit's leading, then there's that's, a question about your salvation. Yeah, and that's tough. You know, I, I can <laughs> yeah. think back on years of people, you know, yeah. that raise a hand at the end of a message. Sure. And it's like, I, I mean, I can even think back to years in student ministry where it's like, Oh yeah. And then and mm-hmm. one day they're just no longer, it's, 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 sure. you know, it's like makes you, when you think of eternal salvation of all these people. Yeah. Like, and obviously we don't really, we can't, I guess if there's fruit there, you know, you can go yeah, that route. We, but, you know, we ultimately don't know. Yeah. We don't. But, man, I can just think of peop, person after person mm-hmm. over the years. It's like, did they get caught up in a emotional moment in a service that sure. was speaking to them? Right. You know, right. and uh, there was some there was some prayer that sounded great at the end. You know, I and I, I know we we do a prayer at the end of our messages, yes. right? We do like a salvation correct prayer. Slide. There's a there's a quote unquote call, and we give yes. someone an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, I read somewhere something I was reading, and there was a it was a pastor, and you know, and he he was not a fan of doing that, and his reasoning was like, repeat after me, and then you start talking. It's like yeah. you're asking someone, they can't even process what they're gonna say, what they're what they're saying. Yeah. They're just repeating what you're saying. Yeah. And is that, 
you know, and I understand his, I understand what he's saying. I understand his reason, sure. which is why we kind of go out of the way to like, this prayer isn't the thing that saves right, you. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is, these are, this is a 60 second long putting words to what should be happening, right, right, right. you know, within inside of you, you mm-hmm. know, um, if anything, it, it should help them in their mind kind of connect some dots, right. you know, because essentially the prayer is just a 60, however long it is, sure. yeah. a, a 60 second gospel picture. Sure. You know, yeah. uh, of like, what is the gospel in 60 seconds? And that's kind of what the prayer is. And it's like, I believe this and I'm putting my, you yeah. know, and, and the thing is, is, you know, we have firm confidence uh, as a church. We're not putting all of our eggs in that basket. So it's not like, it's not all about this prayer. And, you know, like I, you know, we, we've talked about it before, you know, like when we talk about metrics and, and data here in the office, like, yeah. um, you know, I, I want to know those numbers. I want to know who filled out a connect card and prayed the prayer and do all those things. But I'm far more interested in the number of people that are getting baptized and are in small groups that were tracking their journey. The prayer, the prayer is the beginning. And it's what we say every Sunday. This isn't the end of your journey. Like this is okay. Now I prayed the prayer. So I'm good. It's like, no, 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 no. This is the beginning. Like, so now you're going to walk out this journey and I'm far more interested for the, to see the people that are on the journey than those that just prayed the prayer, filled out the connect card. Uh, those numbers matter because they're faces and they're people. And, 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 and sometimes, man, there's a, you know, I heard, you know, some people like him, some people don't like him. And maybe there's some things to like, some things to not like, but I, I heard TD Jakes one time. He was talking about just like, as the preacher, you know, it's like, it ain't my business. My my job is to throw it out there. Right. You you don't pick it up and walk with it, or that's you right. don't pick it up and apply it. He's like, that ain't my business. We're scattering seed. That's and that's, that's the right. that's the example. He's like, I'm, my job is just to throw it out there. Yeah. And I was like, you know, that's that takes the pressure off. Hundred percent. You know, because it's you. There's nothing you can do anyways. Like you you can't yeah. call someone to get saved. But you know, sometimes I think what happens is, sometimes I think, and maybe I'm wrong. I think the Holy Spirit is doing His part. And someone is drawn to, or maybe invited to a church. They walk in, mm-hmm. they find, they they connect on some level. There is an emotional moment. Maybe the the pastor, the the, the person preaching, is doing a good job, and there is an encounter. Use the word like an encounter with God, and yeah. maybe they genuinely could have the right encounter in that moment. But then they just get up, walk out, and like nothing changed. Go back to whatever the garbage was, or or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think that. Uh, I, I, I think that, you know, God is uh, ultimately sovereign in those moments. Um, you know, I think that he, I think there are people that in his sovereignty, he turns over to themselves, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, I, um, the the reality is for all of us as believers, we have to sacrifice our desire to be ourselves we have to sacrifice our desire to be right in and of our own personal mental framework, which is very limited, right? Yeah. Um, we have to sacrifice our desire to have things our way. We have, like, we really have, you know, we have to, um, we, we really have to sacrifice our limited understanding. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so God is, you know, unlimited in knowledge and, we are so limited, you know, he's infinite. We are finite, you know? So, um, to, to take any position and say, this is how I'm going to be. I don't care what God tells me to do. Um, I I think it just raises genuine questions about your faith and, and 
your, you know, whether or not you, you love the Lord, like you love the Lord enough to accept his forgiveness, accept his forgiveness. We're not going down that trail today. Uh, you love him. You, or you, to you, have his forgiveness bestowed upon you. Yeah. I, I, right. <laughs> I remember watching uh, the American gospel and one of the guys was talking about his experience in church. And was like, oh wow, Jesus paid for my sins. Like, how convenient. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, but there was no demand to follow Jesus. It was just like, oh, I have. Oh, like this is so great. Thank you, yeah. Jesus. And I want to keep doing what I want to do. But thank you that that's available whenever I want to have it. And, um, and, and it, oh my, I might get in trouble for this. <laughs> it's it's very Catholic, you know. And I grew up Catholic. Let me, pre- bro, let me I've, preface. I've let been me preface. I've been saying it, bro. I, I grew up. I can have. Yeah. I, can, I can say it. Yeah, <laughs> it's very. Much I can vouch a, he was Catholic. Every time I tried to witness to him as a teenager, he was it, he was Catholic. Yeah, it's a, it's very much you know like oh once a month, once a, for six months, mm. once a year. I go and I do my confession, and yeah. um, the priest absolves you as your sins, which that's not a thing. Yeah, trust me, I one. don't do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's one of the many problems, you know. But yeah. it's like, and then it's it's you. You know, you pay your penance and or whatever, and it's just like yeah. you go about your no, way. Seriously. It's like um, that's just not it. Man. I've, that, that's I, missing it. I've been saying it for months, maybe even years at this point. Like the Christian church, particularly in America, had like we we oftentimes look at Catholicism through a very skewed eye. You know, with almost like disdain. You know, what I mean, like you if know, you're not if you're the, pro, the Protestant, yeah, if you're, yeah, not if you're Catholic, Protestant, you're not you, Catholic. You look at Catholicism with with that and. And they definitely have their flaws. That's not what I'm getting into. But we have built Western American churches to be so much like to to own, man scrape the line of Catholicism frequently. Do these things. Don't do these things. Right? Like, oh, you messed up. Like, make it's, sure it's you a, make sure you check these boxes, and you're good. Like, well, man, I mean, that's we the pro- line. That's the problem. That's it's not just Catholicism. It's just not. It's not just what uh, many churches have done that are not not Roman Catholic. I mean, look at Mormonism. It's it's sure. a works based That's right. Moralistic, theology. Moralistic therapeutic deism. Yeah, a lot of it's human there's humanism all in it. Yep, you secularism, know, but it, all that stuff. But it's like, yeah, it's uh do this and don't it, to me very very much Islam. I mean, let's get off the the Christians, you know, even you look at Islam, it's do these things, don't do this, Mormonism, don't do Islam, this. All that, yeah. It's 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 very much a works based theology, mm-hmm. and that's why having a healthy theology is important. And yeah. and knowing knowing those things, so yeah. If you got a bad one, you want a good one. Come hollow out of some pipeline. We'll uh, help you take care of all that. So <laughs> it's freeing, though. It it is, and so I think that's the you know when it comes to just like navigating our uh you know our position and our faith and and all those things having a genuine understanding of who God is and, and who we are and how the, we need the Holy spirit to walk with us every day. And, it, and, and, you know, I, and that's just why it's important to have even good teachers and, and, and good people you listen to. I mean, like I listened the other, the other night, like to the, the Matt Chandler code Orange revival message. Again. Oh like, my gosh. I, I don't know. Like how heartbreaking is that? And that's a whole nother long good story, way. but it's like, yeah, it's, you're not David. Yeah, I mean that whole thing is just powerful, but um, I mean that message shook the world it, when it came. Like, it did, and I mean, um, like, you yeah. know, we we can't speak highly enough about Matt Chandler of the Village Church. So any of his books, his his teaching, yeah. his preaching, Sound um, is is man. he's one of the one of the greats out there right now, as far as far as that goes. But and relatively young too. I mean, he's a what forty, just scraped forty, I think, something yeah. like that. I mean, yeah. but um, 
he might be older than maybe yeah maybe like mid early forties early mid forties something like that but um just just powerful but I listen to that again I mean just having those good teachers and just understanding that man we've had it so wrong sometimes some of our thinking and some of our you know it's like what stuck I said all that about watching that message about him is like he makes a point in there that if you're not careful you read the Bible wrong yeah you can and and that's where it's like man that's where who isn't guilty of that where Mm -hmm. you know not having a proper hermeneutic or something, you know, you read out of context or, you know, yep. going and picking verses to you, you to frame an argument or, you know, not looking at the audience and not looking at the time period and not looking at the culture and not looking at the religion that they, you know, all those things. But, you know, and it's very, that's where, you know, using the word human, humanism again, it's like we infuse ourselves into all those scriptures and, um, all those stories, and it's like yeah. I mean, you just can read the Bible wrong. Yeah. Well, we've just been taught over and over again how awesome we are. You know what I mean? Like it's just especially especially us millennials. Uh, yeah, millennials for sure. I mean, you know, participation trophies, all that yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? It's just like you're so awesome, and no one could ever tell you that you're you're not. It's the American good dream too. Yeah, like yeah, 100%. You can do whatever you want. You can you yeah. know you're but. And the real and yeah, so just a, a proper view of God, proper view of ourselves, and all that stuff is just so important. And so, but yeah, you know, getting down to it, we need the Holy Spirit to walk with us each day. You know, like we're we're in a constant need of the Holy Spirit uh, in our lives, and even what we talked about on Sunday. You know, it, it it if you don't have the Holy Spirit, if He's not active with you, man, it's going to be a hard thing to do. You know, and we and on Sunday we talked about unforgiveness. You know, and really dealing with you know at the core, um, you know, bitterness. You know, and and unforgiveness and all those things. And I I almost equate it. This may be a lame you know analogy, but I almost equate it to even like a friendship. Like we all go through seasons as believers where you feel closer and and like others. So it's like, um, you know, like there there will. Maybe it's take something simple like music, right? Maybe you listen to secular music, and if you know, I do too. But sometimes you may get into something or listening to old school hip hop that you used to like. You become desensitized, and sometimes sure. there are seasons in life where it's like you're you're walking closely with the Holy Holy Spirit, closer than others, and it's like the check in your in your spirit is louder. Yeah. Or you know what I mean? For or sure. the conviction of maybe you shouldn't watch this kind of movie because there's a lot of, you yeah. know, nudity in it or language or whatever the case is. Um sure. You know, sometimes I think those those are the the check is louder that you have. Like yeah. maybe I should be you know, sure. maybe this isn't the right thing or yeah. in traffic or you're going to have a conversation with someone. Maybe it's going to verge on gossiping or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. the case is. It's like, yeah. um, that's important because keeping that and keeping that friend, that relationship is, is key because it helps, it helps you stay fresh with it. Exactly. So you don't, you don't kind of, I don't want to use the word fall off, but be backed off of mm-hmm. allowing things in your life or coming out of your mouth or going into your eyes that you right. normally on a good day wouldn't. Sure, or grieve the Holy Spirit, or, or yeah. make you know that, kind or of, hurt the hurt your witness, or whatever right, the case is. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, yeah, this Sunday we talked about a better you, a better you. And Exodus fifteen, there's a story about Moses and uh, and the Lord had just led the Israelites through the Red Sea, you know. And so, um, you can go check it out, check out the message, you, can, you know, all that stuff. But uh, and so they come through the Red Sea, they come uh, on, 
on dry land, they get to where they're go or not, they don't get to the promised land, but they, yeah. uh, they finally are in the desert for three days. They're thirsty. Uh, God leads them to, um, uh, a, a place with water, but the water is bitter. Yeah. Um, and so they named the place Mara, uh, which is, which means bitter. Um, you know, and, and, uh, in doing so, they really started to complain to Moses. So Israelites are following Moses at the orders of God and they really started to complain to Moses, you know, and, and, and one of the things we talked about when it comes to unforgiveness and bitterness is how bitterness and unforgiveness in our own heart will blind us from God's goodness. Yeah. You know, and it's like uh, we we can become just consumed with what we don't have, how things aren't going our way, how that person hurt us, you know, how the circumstance hurt us, how God hurt us. We, we can really become consumed with, with how things aren't going or, you know what I mean, like how hurt we are and really miss out on everything God is doing. I remember, you know, um, when Jabin, uh, you know, it was it was more at the the worst of his yeah. you know, disease and stuff. And, and, um, you know, Ashley, honest to God, like if her job would have showed up at any point and been like, Hey, listen, we got to let you go. I totally would have understood being a boss of an organization, yeah. like having an employee she that's not there work. six months in one year, almost, I think was like, I mean, there was, she missed a lot of work. You know, we we're in hospitals, we're traveling, trying, you know, whatever. And so, um, you, you I, were almost, expecting that at some point kind at some, of. yeah it's i mean like, surely it was like you yeah. know every time you know you wouldn't and, have been shocked right yeah. i would i would have totally understood like i i get it you yeah. know it stinks it's not my favorite thing but I, you know i get it um but that, that wasn't what was happening like she got a raise and a promotion <laughs> right you know what i'm saying and it was like one of things when that happened um god really kept like checking my spirit as the leader the spiritual leader in our home to remind her because in the midst of in the midst of being angry at God, quite frankly, over what we're going through, here he is giving us this blessing over here. He's yeah. taking care of us. And even though we don't see what we want, we can't just case in point, we can't let our bitterness over this thing cause us to miss out on God's goodness over here, right. which was so evident throughout the whole journey. Um you know, and so uh, it's one of the things that I think all of us can fall prey to that, though. It's like, man, things aren't going my way. It's not, you know, whatever. Um, and so, so we just can't do that. That's so interesting. You know, even in that analogy, it's like you, you, it's choosing to acknowledge the good things when they're there, even in a bad situation. Yeah. Like, obviously, what the, what you and the family were praying for, sure. you would have forgot, like. Yeah, I would have given all the money in the world. all that up. Sure. You know, Take it's, the but house. it's like, Don't care. but yeah. it's, it's. It goes back to like you talk about God's sovereignty. It's like even in those moments where you can be mad at God, mm-hmm. you can acknowledge still there is good things happening too. Because yeah. the situation, the the situation would have been worse had she lost her job. Now there's more sure. of a financial strain on the home. Like sure. it it could always be, I guess, mm-hmm. harder. Sure, you know, it's like man, it's choosing to acknowledge the good things when you when they're present. Sure. You know? it's like even when it isn't fully your way. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. That's what I said. We, and I remember, you know, we sat down and I told her, so we, we really, we have to muster up the courage or the strength to, to, you know, let's thank God, yeah. literally let's thank him for all that he's doing for us. Right. Even though we hadn't seen the thing we want, right here, he is giving us what we need to keep living, to keep the roof over, like to, you know what I mean? Like, uh, so he's taking, yeah. he is sustaining us and taking care of us and blessing us. And we can't let our pain or our hurt or our disappointment 
you know, in this particular case with the Lord himself yeah. calls us to be blinded from all the things he's doing for us, you know. Yeah. Um, and it was that, a big learning moment for us. that's tough, too. I mean, it's just. Yeah, of course. It's you know, it's way easier easy. said than done. Sure. But I think that, let that I, I hope that's an encouragement to others. You know, it's like I, I'm not a big fan of comparing pain. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, well, your pain is worse than my pain. Well, I, I'm not a big fan of doing that. I, I will say, however, let that be an inspiration to all of us that it is possible. That whatever you may be going through, whatever sick you know uh, situations or circumstances that you may have gone through up until this point, that may have gotten you to this point, and you may feel like, man, it's I, I don't know if I can be grateful to the Lord. I'm <laughs> going to tell you, you can. You can. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like having experienced the worst pain in the world, you can, but it is a choice, um, and you do have to look. You know, you have to be looking, and you can't be blinded um, by by the bitterness, by unforgiveness. Um, so much so that you start missing out on what God's doing, yeah. you know? So, um, because there's that. And then the other side of it too, which is the, you know, kind of the next point there is that, um, if sometimes we'll just be so bitter, we don't see God's goodness. Or then sometimes we fall into like tolerable bitterness where we start to kind of camp out. Yeah. You know, kind of like the Israelites, they came to Mara and it's like, well, uh, do we just hang out here? Like the water's not good. You know what I mean? It's like, but it's better than not having any water. It's like, but is it like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, so we, so we can let unforgiveness cause us to live a life of tolerable bitterness. It's like, and here they've been promised something great and they're not able to, to get to it because, you know, or that there's a possibility that they could just stay here. That doesn't get them anywhere. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, we, we could, that's a choice we have to make in our lives. Like we've learned how to function in our unforgiveness and we could just stay here. Of course, we're not whole, we're not healed, we're not happy, we're not joyful, we're not peaceful, you know, none of those things, but we could just stay here. <laughs> yeah, and then it goes into a whole other, I mean, no, you could rabbit trail that of where that then becomes part, wrap, your identity's wrapped up in that and it's familiar. And, oh, you know, gosh, like, I mean, yeah. You got a whole, it, <laughs> you know. Yes, <laughs> yeah, because that is a big thing, you know what I mean? And, and what you touched on is, is really key. For, there are some people they'll never forgive because they love the sympathy they get from their pain. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I do. Like they lo- they love being the person that's damaged because at least people are looking at me. Well, and I think, and it's not to take away from anything anybody's gone through, but at some point, it it becomes what you can blame mm-hmm. for not addressing other things. That's very it's true. Like you know, I'll you know I I don't have to do this because you know three years ago he cheated on me and left me. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. At some point, it can even be. You just it's almost a crutch mm-hmm. that you use to not even improve your your situation or to allow to allow God to help improve it or sure. whatever. I think that there's a, there's a lot wrapped up in that, mm-hmm. which is why things like having a relationship with God is important. But even things like therapy, when you go through bad stuff, sure. it can be healthy because totally, it, yeah. it helps you yeah. navigate that. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And so, um, you know, Moses asked the Lord for help, and the Lord shows him a log, says, "Throw the." throw that piece of wood into the water, throws it into the water. It becomes good to drink. So they drink it, you know, and, uh, you know, that's kind of the next temptation when it comes to bitterness is it's like, man, just because something became, uh, just because a bad thing became good doesn't mean there's not a better thing waiting for you. And the Lord leads them away from Mara to Elam and at Elam is palm trees and springs. And it's like, man, this is refreshing, you know? Yeah. And there's a place of refreshing 
on the other side of your bitterness. That's that's the the general message we were trying to communicate with Mar and Elam from this past week is like, man, on the other side of your bitterness, there is a place of refreshing. But God didn't call you to your bitterness. He but he may have called you to go through right the thing that's got you bitter. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like so I mean he may not have called you to that hurt, to that pain, to that disappointment, to that struggle, but he may certainly have called you to go through that. Um, and far too many build a house there. They build a house in their bitterness. Um, they're miserable. They make everyone around them miserable. You right. know what I mean? It's like, no, no, no. You Just because you came to it doesn't mean you need to camp out here. Like, move through it because right. on the other side of this bitterness is refreshing. Like, it is a, a place uh, of solitude. It is a place where you can be filled up again, you know? So, um, <clears throat> yeah, that's it's that's huge. And... Matthew 7, you know, we kind of just talked about, like, you know, if you then, though you are evil, talking about all of us as humans, know how to give good things to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give good gifts to those uh, who ask Him? And it's talking about, like, man, like, even though you may be going through a few things, like, God is looking for ways that He can take care of us, right? And so, right. Um, but then we tapped into this idea that forgiveness isn't forgetting, it's the beginning of healing. I hate that saying. Forgive and forget. Forgive and forget. Like if, Impossible. If we could forget, we wouldn't need forgiveness. Right, you right. would just forget it. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, yeah. Ever tried that? Uh, yeah. yeah. Just, if you could forget, forgiveness would not be a thing. Yeah. And so that's what, you know, that's one of the things that we, we really have to grab a hold of, man, is that forgiveness isn't forgetting. And so many people never forgive because they feel like, it's like, I, I, I can't ever forget what that person did to me. It's like, I'm not asking you to forget it. I'm just asking you to forgive, you know? Uh, and I use that analogy playing hockey when I was younger, you know what I mean? Of like, uh, you know, I have the scar on my elbow. So Justin can see it. He knows it exists. Yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, I do have this scar on my elbow now. Um, it's not nearly as bad as it used to be. No. There it that is. One. That side. I was like. I was like, hey, much I know I've seen it before. Yeah, that yeah. scar on my elbow. So now Justin's seen it. He knows it's real. All of you, you can see it. So. It's been so long ago, I forgot what elbow it was on. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, you know, playing hockey is what I was talking about, playing hockey, and I, I had just come to the point where I could take my brakes off, my heel brakes, and go to the side thing, you know, all that stuff. And uh, But I forgot they weren't there, and I went to lean back on my heel brake, went legs in the air, like cartoon-style fall, right on my elbow, tore it up. Man, it was disgusting. And... Uh, you know, and but the analogy I use is like, you know, I've got this scar. Now it didn't hurt anymore. I mean, not at all. Like it's not like one of those things. It's like a remnant of pain. There's no like, yeah. I, so I forgot what elbow was on. Like that's how much it doesn't hurt anymore. Um, but when I look in the mirror, I still see it, and I can remember what I went through, but I don't have to keep experiencing the pain of it. Yeah. And for so many people, because they still have the scar, they keep making themselves relive the pain. And it's like, you know, you don't have to keep reliving that pain. You know, you yeah. can remember it without reliving it. You know and, what I'm saying? And it's, I don't know. I think some people just have a misconception of what forgiveness is when it comes to, like, people that have hurt them. You know, it's like, I can never forgive them for what they did. Almost like it it validates what they did if they forgive them. Well, it validates their, their anger. It validates your frustration. It validates... Well, I think it's like if, if I forgive them, it makes it okay what they did. Right. And, that's not, and that's it's not, not what it is. And forgiveness isn't for the other person. And forgiveness is not for the other person. Forgiveness you may not even tell you. them you forgave them. 
right. just do it like in your own yeah for your own self it's Let it's, them it's go. better yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. It, they may ne- never even know that you did yeah and the problem is so many people that so many people have unforgiveness towards others and that other person doesn't even know right. or care care or, or, they're like, sleeping fine right it's like it's like <laughs> yeah. you're just you're miserable they ain't yeah let it let them go once again talk to the pipeline students about that last week you know i was talking about i live a life of being unoffended it yeah. doesn't mean i'm not offendable it's like it doesn't mean that things don't hurt my feelings i just don't choose to live there right you know now so there's a there's you could be that way to a fault you know what i mean but i i it's just like you know what like it's what it is. Like I'm, I'm moving on. I'm not living here. I'm not staying here. Like yeah. I, 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 you know, I'm moving on. So, um, I think for people, it's understanding that, but then there's the other side of that too, because yeah, forgiveness is for you. But then also what we said that if you don't forgive the ones that hurt you, you'll keep making the ones that didn't hurt you pay for it. Mm-hmm. Like relation, some of you, your relationships, you can't have a good relationship because of the bad one 10 years ago. Like you're holding everyone else to a standard. Like you're you're holding your current girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, fiance, whatever. Uh, you're you're, making, you're them making them pay for what Knucklehead did, did to you a decade ago. Been there. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, no, no, no. You don't have to. You know, like if you don't forgive that person, then you'll never be able to have a good relationship with this person. I think know? it's a step further. I think that's why some people can't have a good relationship with God. No doubt. Because of, we, they hear everybody talk about God, he's our father. And yeah. It's like, the only picture they have of a father was abusive or. Yeah, verbally uh, or otherwise. or whatever. It's like, you know, it's like they have a hard time with that. That's right. That's right. And so, yeah. And so we, we kind of find ourselves in that place where it's like, man, we, we have to learn to forgive because in the midst of forgiveness, um, is where we start healing. And once we start healing, we can start having genuine relationships with others, not, you know, on the other side of that. But otherwise, you're just going to keep drinking bitter water, you know. Um, and so, and, and we know it's possible. We, we It's possible only because Jesus makes it possible, you know. Um, but it is going to cost us something. Forgiving everyone else, forgiving the people that hurt you is going to cost you something. You're going to have to choose to let it go. You're going to have to choose to let go of the right to be vengeful you know the right to revenge, like all those things tim keller says you can't forgive somebody without absorbing the cost either that person pays for it or you do uh on the cross god didn't just forgive us he paid the cost himself like the forgiveness costs something and if you're going to forgive the people that hurt you it's gonna cost you something you know well and then you have people i think certain personality types you know, ours are both <laughs> of ours are one of them where right Revenge and vengeance is like sweet. It is. You gave that. You have to forfeit that. Like, yeah. What, what God say? Vengeance, like vengeance is mine. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. And that's right. So yeah, I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not as easy. And I'm. I'm honest about that. I'm like, man, outside of the Holy Spirit and my faith in Jesus, I, I'm not the dude you want to cross. You know what I mean? Right. This is like. I'm just not, I'm not going to elaborate, but I'm not the dude you want to cry. Like, you know what I mean? Like it genuinely, people don't, I, we laugh about it sometimes because, you know, Ashley has known me since third grade. So right. she knows me, knows me like BC knows me before Christ. You know, like she knows me, like she's seen, she's seen the worst of me. Um, my wife, Ashley, by the way, if it's your first time listening. Um, and you know, so she, she knows how I can be. Um, and so when people, you know, they're like, man, you, 
Like, I can't ever, you know, because I love to laugh. I love to have a good time. Like, man, I can't see you being, like, angry, like, that kind of anger. And she's like, oh, you have no idea. You know what I mean? You have no idea. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, like, that's through the power, literally through the transformation of the Holy Spirit continually in my life. Oh, yeah. Um, it's made that possible, you know what I mean, where where we can do that. But we kind of hit a little list there, and we talked about how do I start because we wanted to be practical, you know. It's like, so how do I start forgiving? It's like, okay, Brad, I get it. Like, I, I, I hear you that I need to forgive, so what is the process for that? Um, well, I think the first one is before we even get into uh, the actual list, that's why we mentioned, you know, is lean, leaning on Jesus and recognize you've been forgiven. Yeah. For all of us whose faith is in Christ, we've been forgiven, so we need to extend forgiveness, right? right? And we talked about that in Matthew 6 or whatever, but... And, um, and you didn't deserve it either. Right. Unearned. <laughs> right. Unearned forgiveness, right, that the Lord has given you. So so then how do I start? All right, Brad. All right, Justin. I get it. I need to forgive. What does that process look like, right? And so... Um, number one. Number one. Pray. pray yeah. Pray. Let's... I think I think we take prayer way too lightly when it comes to this kind of stuff. Like, you know, God moved on Pharaoh's heart and caused him to let his people go. Yeah. Like, God hardened some people's hearts. He's soft and hard. Like, and so he can work on your heart, and he can help you make uh, make progress in that. So praying is praying is huge. You know, every interaction I go into someone that's offended me, I'm praying, like, God, just help me. And even know. a step further, it's not praying asking should I forgive these people? Right. No, that an- that answer is already established. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like, let's get that out the way. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. more like, That's a good call. Lord, help me. Help me. You know, teach me how. Like, That's right. You know, point me to the scripture. When I open the Bible, is it going to land, you know, like the scripture right, that right, I need right. that day? Like, it's yeah. not, it's, it's you know, off subject, but it's similar to prayer. It's like when, when even like when in the church world, when right. someone's going to, you know, start a small group, or whatever. Like, yeah. Let me pray if God wants me to do that. It's like, no, no, no. He no, wants you to do yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's part of the call. Create disciples. Yeah. He wants you to do that. That's pretty <laughs> right. well written out. Yeah. So it's like, um, it's like that. I'm not asking if you should, sure. you. it's, it's yeah. how do I do it? Yeah. So the first is pray. The second is yeah. acknowledge what forgiveness is not. Yeah. So acknowledge what it's not. Because sometimes, again, we've talked about it already, but one of the big barriers for people when it comes to forgiving the people that hurt them is they have a misconception of what forgiveness actually is. Yeah. It's not forgetting. It's not even giving them access back into your life. Yeah, you mentioned that Sunday. Yeah, so. it's not letting them have free reign to hurt you again. That's not what we're talking about. It's letting them go, right? It's releasing them. It's... it's um it's it kind of is the next point it's releasing the desire for revenge it's letting it go i'm not i don't i'm not looking for recompense i'm not even looking for an i'm sorry I, it's right. let i'm letting that yeah. go Done. and I don't, i'm not going to deal shut with the it. door move that's and then that's it move yeah. on so so that release the desire for revenge right i don't need to see them hurt the way i hurt i don't need to see them struggle the way i struggled you know what i mean it's like let, i'm letting that i'm letting it go um then ask the Holy Spirit for help, Yeah, which, you know, this one could very easily be part one, you know, the first thing on the list. But nonetheless, ask the Holy Spirit for help, you know, that he would lead you, that he would guide you, et cetera. Um, it's, I don't know that it's step one, two, three, and four. It's just, yeah, it's just kind these, of, all, all of these are on the list. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, uh, on the list is choose to let it go every day. Yeah. 
because there are days where you're going to wake up and you're not going to think about it. There are days you're going to wake up and letting it go is easy, but then there's going to be days where you wake up and letting it go is going to be hard. Right. It's going to be work. Um, and so you have to choose to let it go every day. It's good. So, yeah. It's good stuff. Better you or a better you. I'm going to choose better. That's it. Me too. So I don't have a lot of bitterness, though. I, it's exhausting. Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah. I mean, that's what we talked about with the pipeline students last week. They're like, how do you live like that? And I'm like, I just, I, I, number one, it, it genuinely is God in my life because this is not me naturally. <laughs> right. Um, you know, so, it, but it really, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I'm so focused on where I'm going and what I'm doing and who God is making me to be and the mission he has me on. Everything else is just kind yeah. of, is a, is a, a speed bump that's not worth slowing down for. Yeah. It's a hurdle that's not worth jumping. Um, and so it's like, you know what, I'm just not, I'm not going to go there. And, 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 and that's not always the best thing. I'll say that, you know what I mean? Like I can become kind of numb and cold to certain experiences. Um, perhaps there's relationships in my life that maybe I should have fought harder for that. I, you know, I didn't do everything right or whatever. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, uh, I think I've learned a lot through those seasons and now I'm at the place where, um, I, I pay a closer attention to those things. Right. But I don't let myself get caught up. If someone, if someone chooses to leave my life or they hurt me in the process of doing so, um, I'm not sitting around. I'm not losing sleep thinking about that. No, you know what I'm saying? Like I, they're not. You're not gonna keep me up at night. I ain't losing sleep, sleep over nothing. N- not, n- not nary a thing. <laughs> like I, yeah. Well, I, you know, yeah, yeah. I think some people have a better ability to shut the door on something and sure. turn and move on and just move on. And that's totally. harder for some. Um, and that's why, it's a, that's why it's an everyday thing. Right. Because for me, I don't have to choose to let it go every day. I chose to let it go. And I, every so often, once a month, once every few months, uh, something pops up and I go, mm, no, I got to let that go. So, you know what I mean? But yeah. for some people, it, it genuinely may be like, you know, um, you got to let that go. Got to let that go. It's like frozen. Let, let it go. I've never seen it. I just know the song. I've literally never seen it either. Me and you're like the only two people in the world, probably. I have no reason to see it. Uh, yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> why? Why would I see that? Yeah, you, you don't sit around and watch cartoons of girl Even princesses I, on your yeah, couch. Yeah, like there's nothing. It's like <laughs> I would watch cartoon, like, but not of like not that, not that storyline. Yeah. Like that makes no sense. To why would I see that? Nah, I don't have kids. Like you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I feel that. I feel that. So, <clears throat> anyways, well, thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah, um, we'll be man. back. We'll be back on schedule now we'll that be back now, on schedule. now that the building's open and ready and done. Well, for the most part, for the most part, um, yeah, it's it, we're not having to get it ready for Sunday each week. So that's right. If you're if you're uh, in the Pensacola area, come through, and man. You want to check it out, man? Come check out our. Even if you're coming. To just check out the new church, the new building. Yeah, that's right. I don't say the new church because we are sure. th- we are that. Yeah. Um, but if you want to come check out the new building, the new property, the new campus, all those things, like um, just come through, check it out. And if you're in the area and in the process of trying to find a good church home, give us a shot for that. But We'd um, love to be it. We got a, we got a great new place. It's it's shiny and new, shiny. and it's a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun Sunday. Sunday was awesome. We we're, had we're uh, looking forward to a lot of lot of new people. For anybody curious about, um, you know like social distancing and all that there there is some of that our rows are spaced out and very very, very spaced, spaced out, out yeah. and those type of things people that are serving or are are, are wearing, wearing masks, masks. We, got, we got hand sanitizer galore everywhere um you know so so those things are happening so yeah come come through come check yeah. it out 
yeah, love to see you. So um, that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, so me and Justin are signing off here. We yep. appreciate you tuning in. Uh, you can catch us next week for uh, another week, another sermon, another follow podcast. See you guys. See you. Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget, you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.